Welcome to Time Played 3HR, a podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. And my name is Louis. And my name is Lockie. And this week we played Homeworld, a game made in 99, or at least released in 99, but it's been remastered and it's banging. And this episode we talk about a real time strategy game in space <laughs> and sort of everything that comes with it. Yeah, we talk about its tone, um, its its uh, amazing music uh, and nostalgic music. We talk about um, UI. Yeah, I, we we really just talk about a video game for forty minutes. Live. Remember that video? Wow. Live from Capital City. That's not the one I meant. Get you know the one I'm talking about, right? No. <laughs> the 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 like the the American news reporter that like something's wrong, I think, with the teleprompter, and he's like, "Fuck it, we're doing it live," and it's all like recorded. It's really good. I'll have to watch it one day. <laughs> it's a classic. It is a classic. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know it, I'm afraid. I'm here to tell you I don't know it. He just, like, he just clearly is incredibly angry. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> We're doing it live. Um, Lockie, it's, uh, it's incredibly live for you, I would say, in that um, it's the morning. And you're tired. Yeah, I feel like pants, how you say. Big pants, little pants? Um, wet pants. <laughs> no, no Ooh, wet pants. Jesus <laughs> Christ, that was... Mm, that's the tired brain talking. Mm, yeah. Anyway, uh, it could be worse, you know. Yeah, than wet pants? Things and, um... Little post-party pre-work podcast is <laughs> always a good one. What time did you go to bed last night, bud? Not late. Not at all late. Not late. Just a lot of drinking? Uh, a bit. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm in prime time right now. I feel like a million bucks. Clearly. And you can hear it in the voice. Um I'm ready to talk about a video game. You wanna talk you wanna talk about a video game? Sure. Unless you have anything you want to talk about? No, absolutely not. Um absolutely. I mean we saw each other, what was it, two days ago? Yeah, in the flash. Yeah, in the flash. So we you know, some, we've caught up somewhat. Saw some art. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite piece of art? Mm. Was it those blinds? The only one I've thought about since was the blinds. That's interesting. And the wood, the black wood, the black. Oh, like the charred. Yeah. Reused wood, wood shapes. shapes. Yeah. 
I think I saw something. Maybe it was the same artist. I saw something similar to that in, was it in Belgium years ago. They like charred old furniture. I don't know. It's not very interesting to talk about, I guess. They burnt up old furniture and put it in a museum. Sure. Doesn't sound bad. Yeah, it's fine. Oh. I am. Um, I'm trying to. Um, well, I've. I sometimes I buy. Um, so sometimes I make my own coffee in the mornings, right? Um, and then depending on how lazy I'm feeling that week, I might buy like um, cartons of like iced coffee. I don't. It's not iced coffee. Is it? It's like fridge coffee. Fridge cold like milk. Milk coffee that's cold. I, you wouldn't call that iced, right? I don't know. No, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think you need ice. You would. You could put ice in it, it and it would be iced, iced coffee. coffee. Then yeah, then I think it would be iced coffee. Um, either way, it's 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 cold. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I was I'm, I'm trying the one I was buying uh, is fine. Um, none of them taste very nice, but they're fine. Um, but I recently swapped to like an oat version and i'm having a little bit of trouble with it because it sucks um i i sort of i bought the one that was said it was flavored mocha which i i always remember never buy the chocolate flavored version of things even if i would rather it taste chocolatey um i find really when you when you mix like preservative coffee flavors uh, (laughs) into something like that it always tastes fake like it always reminds me of like um you know those like did you ever buy those like the um the squeezy tubes of like chocolate that you would put on your ice cream and it would like go hard as soon as it touched the ice cream (laughs) i'm not gonna lie louis now you have me interested you never got those (laughs) i don't think so it was just like a it was like a um Oh my god, what's the word? The world's most basic sauce. <laughs> oh, a sauce? Yeah, okay. It's a sauce. Okay. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've had um, sauce that goes on ice cream. <laughs> yeah, but you get them in those squeezy bottles. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's also the morning yeah. for me, too. <laughs> I've only had half a cup of oat flavoured mocha iced coffee that doesn't have ice um with like you know, a syru- syrupy sauce yeah syrup that kind of and it hardens as soon as it touches the ice cream which is quite satisfying you know this mm, i don't remember the hardening but either way that kind of like fake good. fake chocolatey flavor mm-hmm. it's always that I, I always forget it's always that flavor and i don't like that flavor um much better off just getting the oat bits fine it's just the chocolatey bit i need to get the one that doesn't have the chocolate in People love oat milk. <laughs> they do. They rate it highly. <laughs> mm. Of all the other milks, I feel like oat milk's really the one that's uh, powered through. I think in my experience of trying a few different milk alternatives, it's the one that has the flavor that blends best with the things that we're already consuming. Like a little oat flavor in your coffee makes sense. But like a little... How do you like... A little soy flavor in your coffee? Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't even know what soy is. Well, that's that's a big one. That's a big one, you know, in terms of, um, I don't know, global. It's a it's a it's a big thing. Soy. 
You should check yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, of, of course. <laughs> I just don't know what's in soy. Soy? From soybeans. Oh, from beans? Okay. There we go. That was the missing link. They're beans. <laughs> so video games, then? Yeah, we played um, Homeworld. Homebound. Homeworld. Homeward, home, homeward Bound. <laughs> Uh, Country played... home. Take me home. <laughs> Country road. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Country home. Country home. <laughs> uh, we played Homeworld. A. Uh... Mm, my God, initial release date, 1999. Yeah, wow, I didn't realize the remaster was that significant. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really don't know much <laughs> what about the heck? The I assumed it was from like. Ten years ago, and the remastered came out like two years ago. Um, yeah, so we played uh, ho- the Homeworld Collection one and two, but um, I'm, I'm assuming we both only played the first one for three hours and didn't touch the other one. I accidentally played the other one for um, fifteen minutes. How do you do, how do you do that, Lockie? How do you do that? How does that happen? Um, I was at work yesterday, and. We were literally just waiting for some files to come in. Uh, so I downloaded it. <laughs> and then just hit the wrong one on the boot menu. The one that said Homeworld 2. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't really looking. I was talking to someone. I see, I see. Uh, hit boot. And then before I knew it, I hit the de- I hit like single player missions. And it was a different mission. <laughs> but I was like, well, whatever. <laughs> okay. I guess they look the same. The remasters look identical because they would have all been... Yeah, I, I didn't realise it was a different yeah. game until it was slightly different. Um, yeah, so uh, this was a, a, a kind of a soft recommendation from Norm, I think we decided. Um, uh, it wasn't like a direct, like, you should play this. I think we were like, oh, it's a nice-looking RTS, and Norm's like, Homeworld's really good. and um, So I bought it on sale ages ago and uh i thought we'd check it out it's um it is a real-time strategy game um originally released in 1999 the original developers were relic entertainment um which sort of no longer exist i looked it up they're like now kind of part of uh they've been split up basically across like sega studios so i think a lot of them went to creative assembly uh which are the people that made alien isolation and the total war series um um, and this remaster that we played was, uh, I think solely developed and published by Gearbox, the makers of, um, Borderlands and a bunch of other crap. Um, uh, and I, 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 I was really quite pleasantly surprised overall by like a lot of things. Um, I guess I haven't even described what the actual game is. Uh, so, yeah, it's an, it's an RTS uh, in space. Uh, you um, are basically protecting your mothership with a bunch of little ships that you spawn. You collect resources from, like, asteroid belts and um, defend and attack from oncoming waves of other alien ships. Um, the... Yeah, it's... um. And it's worth mentioning that it is an RTS, except it takes place within a 3D space, 
So not only do you have to manage uh, your units from the top down, but from sort of every which angle. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Like I can, I you can totally see why this game was such a like critical darling, and I think like holds in a lot of people's memory as as like a defining RTS. Um, I think, especially for 1999, has like an incredibly um, distinct, at least for video games, definitely not for like film and stuff, but for like video games, has a very strong tone and atmosphere. Um, yeah, it does. Compared to like other stuff around that time, especially in like the real time strategy space, it's like, like if you think about like coming from like Age of Empires, which must have been when we asked for attractive looking. RTSs. Now that I think about it, do you play Age of Empires or was it the other one, Age of Mythology? Mythology. Mythology. But I, um, I'm not sure it was. You know, I mean, we've played what Age of Mythology, Starcraft. We've done, yeah. Well, Age of Mythology was, it. I think, was the last RTS we played, which must okay. have been. Anyway, um, so if you go from something like, yeah, Age of Mythology, um, which is very. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just like it's age mythology, and it's like it's got a very distinct tone itself. But it's like very much that sort of thing. And then you swap to Homeworld that has this like space opera, really grand, but also like trying reaching for this kind of like almost quite subtle uh, um, tone as well. Um, it feels it feels really yeah, it feels really distinct. I really liked the the tone and atmosphere of it. very cool it's um space and everyone likes space and when you're plopped in the middle of a large space in space you're gonna have a good time um yes and the game does a good job at most things um (laughs) it does right yeah yeah i would agree (laughs) (laughs) I made some notes. I'm not even looking at them. Where are we? Um, I don't even know where, where we should start with this one, really. I mean, I could, I could just, I could keep going on about the tone, <laughs> and then <laughs> hopefully that expands into the gameplay. But like, um, I, I, yeah, I think the thing that that stood out the most immediately was. Um, I uh, I I think it's rare, especially again at the time, for like there to be such a strong like storytelling element with an RTS that isn't just the story is very light but quite compelling. Yeah, it's like it's um, it's because very simple like very simple plot, but um, the way it's told, uh, the music and the narration, I think it's really interesting. Is like there are no human heads. Um, and it manages to tell this like very compelling story with just people talking over radio. The narrator, narrator in the cutscenes, which are just like these kind of black and white comic booky strip things, um, and that look surprisingly nice. Yeah, considering how you just described it, um, they do look good. Um, like and and just like yeah, literally like. Um, in-game shots of ships flying around and somehow with just those elements it manages to convey like a real a real a real story about about this this um culture it's basically the basic setup is um 
some people discover a tablet in a in a derelict ship they find in their on their home planet um and uh what does it say it says on the tablet it says the word higara which means home i think um and uh they be like right well we got to go see where that is um so they band together and and build it and just create um what'd you call it when you go when you hyper hyperspace travel was that the other word something like that like speed hyperspeed yeah you know the thing that lets you go to other other places um uh so they yeah the whole the whole <laughs> the whole world makes makes some of that stuff and they build a big ship and then they they go test it um they do like their first test and uh and when they come back after their test uh there's a bunch of alien ships and they've actually just basically nuked their entire planet um and you find out that's because this is just like the first this is probably the first two hours um you find out that's because you had some like thousand year old treaty where you wouldn't do hyperspace travel with this alien race and you broke it by doing that test so they kill your planet and it's just your massive ship with like a few thousand like colonists i think in in cryosleep or something um and then you set off to go to Higara. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just got this real sense of drama. It, it has a great, has great music. It's using like its core theme. You can tell. Yeah, it just takes that, classic, that, classical music a lot of the time. Yeah. It uses it this one, out, which works I, quite well. I looked it up cause I, I didn't know the name of it. I was like, this definitely wasn't written for homework cause I recognize this piece of music. Um, but it's uh, Adagio for strings by something Barker. Maybe I forgot. Um, Bark? <laughs> No, it's not that old. Um, um, but they do a they do a choral version of it. I think obviously his original was um, strings, um, and it's great. It's like very dramatic, like high high drama piece of music, um, and you can tell like that just as soon as you hear it, you can just hear all the people in 1999 just um, that piece of music just embedding in their brain. And like now is just this incredibly nostalgic, emotional thing for them. If they obviously love that game, it's like very clearly um, a kind of you know a piece of piece of iconography for that series. Um, and it's great. It's, and like it, it sounds, it sounds great. It and does. also, it's just elevated so much by the fact that it's a real-time strategy game. Because normally, you might not actually be that focused. But because it's an RTS, you have to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you're trying to survive and trying not to die in real time. Um, and then so any sort of drama and tension will be raised and elevated. Yeah, so that piece of music, it plays like in the opening section where it's just showing off the cool massive shit. Um, but then it also plays the moment, the fight that you have when you come back to find your home world has been destroyed. Um, so like, it's just playing this like, yeah. Um, piece of drama while, uh, these ships try to attack all your like cryo sleeping colonists or whatever. Um, not an easy game, which explains it seeing as it was from 99 or whatever. Yeah. I, I think I died on 
the I never finished the whatever mission I was on um because I died and then the next time I tried it um uh oh my computer crashed I think something's wrong on my computer um okay um anyway but my my computer crashed just as I was about to finish the mission <laughs> and it doesn't save oh. mid mission okay um oh right okay I thought you were saying it had just crashed no um no no, no. in the game um in game in game in game in game but yeah it is it is challenging and i'm i'm bad at rts's to begin with um and this one felt i i think specifically like i had troubles with some of the control stuff um how what was your experience with the, the gameplay of it um tough at first i think when you're in a game like this which is pretty full on and sort of requires a lot from you when you know you're playing it for three hours it's hard mm. um, and I think for the first sort of couple hours you're almost a bit half baked mm. um, but eventually I did sort of get it I tell you what I couldn't get um, uh, uh, what's, what's the stupid game called um, the top down strategy fantasy game Starcraft? No. I was just blanked. The uh, Divinity. Oh, yeah. I couldn't get Divinity controls out of my head. Oh, okay. Um, and kept trying to pan the camera with WASD. And was, no lie, for the first hour, just constantly accidentally hitting D, which is dock, <laughs> which sends all of your <laughs> ships back to... That's funny. Back to... Uh, so I'd, like, select a big group of ships, <laughs> just try dock and pan them. the camera right, and they'd be like... Docking ships. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I just forgot about panning in general. Like, I think because it wasn't on was, it was on the arrow keys, or you could use the mouse to pan. Yeah, um, because it was that I just wasn't panning, which made it quite difficult. So, like, it has a feature where a middle mouse button will focus on the ship that you selected, and I basically just used that to get around the space. Um, oh really <laughs> so i was just like oh i want to go like that's, i don't know ten thousand clicks over there i'll click on that ship that's over there press middle mouse and i'll zoom into it um so like that stuff is like I, I, that's a, probably a combination for me of not playing many rts's and also this is a game from 1999 that has a slightly archaic control scheme um um yeah the thing that i struggled with well so there there are a couple things so like the uh the I think it feels like they kind of did the best you could with, as you were saying, like having to use the the Y axis as well as the X axis um, in like a fully 3D space. So you can uh, highlight a group of ships and send them anywhere on the X axis by just like clicking a button and it will sort of draw it. Draw it like the UI does a really good job of trying to communicate as best as possible. <laughs> like where they will what is doing what and where it is going yeah where it's going to be positioned in this fully 3d space um so like it draws out like a circle so you get a sense of like depth while you're trying to figure out where you want to go but then you can also choose their elevation so you have to swap from the x-axis to the y-axis by clicking a button and then you choose how high or low you want the ship to go which for the most part you don't need to do because like if a ship's going to attack another ship you can just click on a ship and it'll follow it but there are times, um, especially with, like, units that are built to, like, collect things from asteroid belts for, like, resources, you kind of need to direct them in the right position. 
Um, and, and that stuff's like a little fiddly. And I think with the stress of other things attacking, sometimes it can get a little bit like, uh, you can, I definitely, I felt myself kind of phoning it and not doing it properly or like, like just too much stress of like, Oh, you need to go here, but I can't figure out how to get you to go here. And, um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's, um, the game does put pressure on you. For sure. I mean, it's a, it's a real-time strategy game, which is awkward to control, uh, which will always be awkward, <laughs> always be a bad combo. <laughs> um, but I, I did eventually find I had control of it towards yeah. the end. Um, I was definitely it getting t- that. took a while. I think while. the other thing that I found... So there's some really neat stuff with the way units are handled. Like, So you can obviously build a bunch of different ship types that do all these different kinds of things and like have different um, weaknesses and strengths. Um, but you can also uh, like kind of hotkey them into groups um, and the game kind of tracks the group. So like you'll highlight 20, 20 ships and you'll be like, cool, this is uh, group one. And then the uh, narrator would be like, group one. Uh, and it will like update you real time. Like when they get attacked, it'll be like group one is getting attacked or something like that. Um, which one is really just defeated the target. Yeah, which is which is neat. Um, the thing that I struggled with was, uh, it's really hard to because you're in space and you're zoomed out. So I found it really hard to know which ships were which most of the time. Like they're all just these dots like flying around. Yeah, um, I mean, and it's made even worse by the fact that typically the background is black, at least in the early levels. So you're sort of trying to pinpoint these little black dots on a black background in a 3D space. Yeah. Selecting selecting uh, units I did find was maybe the hardest, most awkward thing of everything. Yeah, so I guess I just wasn't really sure. And I'm sh- like, it's one of those things that I'm sure if you looked up on YouTube, like best strategies, that would be the first thing it would cover is like the how you manage what a group is versus what like a type of ship is. Um that was the thing that I found most difficult because like there are classes of ship that are much better at some things than others. But I also sometimes just want to send 90% of my ships into a battle by just highlighting them all as one group and sending them. But then I'm also sending some ships that maybe should be doing very specific things in that group. So then I need to pick those ships out, but I can't actually see which ships are ships without highlighting over them um, because they're tiny. Um, uh, so like that I stuff. T- I tell you what they did do good which was a nice way around that is um this game has a really nice feature where if you press space uh it zooms out and gives you sort of an overworld view of the map yeah almost in the way that games typically have that rts map in the corner um that sort of you know shows you a zoomed out area and shows you what you have vision of what you don't have vision of um except you just press space and it sort of zooms out large scale, shows you the sort of circle of space that you're working in, all of, and it shows all of your ships as dots and shapes, yeah. um, and all enemy units as like blinking red dots and lines where people are traveling and where objectives are, yeah. um, which means like oh, the probes are the best thing in this game. <laughs> um For example, you can build a probe, which is a small unit that you just send out into space and it shoots out quickly and just ends where you choose it to stay and it just acts as a 
beacon that gives you vision of an area. Um, but for example, you can you know select your beacon at your mothership, press space, zooms out, click on the other end of the map, it shoots out, press space again, zoom back in. Um, and it does that great, and also uh, you can also see what unit ship you have by the shape around them. Mm-hmm. Did you do that? Yeah, so I noticed that like, um, but it wasn't like, it wasn't that granular, right? It was basically just like, is this attack or is this like not attack? Oh, yeah. True, true, true. So it was like a square or a triangle. Yeah. But there are like, at different least in the triangles. first three hours, there are like five different variations of attack ships. Um, right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think I think overall, like, especially it felt like a big challenge to overcome, especially in 1999 and like, it feels like they did everything you could do. And then I think the last 10% is probably just me getting better at it and then understanding some of the more specific tactics. One of the other cool things, um, which I didn't end up using that much, but um, they do show you in the tutorial. I did it a few times is, um, is the like, uh, what do you call it? The, the way that you can group your ships, like the, the sort of, what's the word for that? The formations, that's the word. Um, oh, right, yeah. So, like, yeah, you, that's cool. So, you can like select your ships, and like, you've got like a bunch of different formation types that are sort of, I guess, based on like traditional sort of whatever, uh, old army tactics of like, um, yeah, different like shapes of ships, um, that they sort of form into. Um, and that's really neat because you can just change it on the fly. So, like, they'll all be flying as a big blob and then you can make it so they fly as like an X shape. So they're all in like an X or like you can put like a big sort of heavy ship in the middle and then like make a circle of sort of defender ships that go around it. Um, which is all pretty neat. That's that's really cool. Um, and yeah, super impressive. It feels like for a big 3d game in 1999, um, to do all that stuff. Yeah. And in general, it really does look good. Yeah. It's it's a nice looking game. I think in general, like I was the like all like the UI stuff, it just felt really right. It felt really correct. Like it felt um Yeah, it did. It 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 feels like but something about being in space and like all the UI elements feeling quite like I could be looking at this on like a heads up display inside the mothership felt like very much like uh it's very practical yeah it's when you're it's very pretty when you're in amongst it looking at the action of the ship but then for example you press space and everything suddenly becomes very very practical you know sort of space disappears and suddenly it's colored dots shapes lines and um sort of rings of vision you know, and it, it's very much, okay, this is what I'm looking at, here's what I have to do, here's our objective, uh, which is how I sort of imagine, yeah, like you say, how it would be. Yeah, it, it feels like, especially the zoom out one, it feels like um, those, like, there's like a, there's a book, I don't know why I know this book, is it a famous design book called Information is Beautiful? Um, I don't know, maybe Grace just has that book lying around. Um um, but that that kind of thing of like like graphs that like are both um incredibly informative while also managing to maintain some level of um 
aesthetic and 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 style and it's all sort of interweaved um it feels like that like when you're looking at it like it's um it feels correct and not way too much um over the top design and it's very nice to look at no matter what you're looking at um and i think it also just feels it feels more it feels more accurate than like playing age of mythology like i'm just some sort of abstract god kind of controlling these random men around that seem to all have their own uh personalities and feelings whereas in this it's like i'm just kind of someone some unknown person but i'm controlling a bunch of ships through my digital display probably and it feels just a bit more yeah i guess like diegetic or real or whatever yeah yeah it's um pretty cool yeah pretty cool um and uh like you say great vibe great vibe i mean the best the best part of each mission is when you complete the mission and you hit hyperspace whatever it is and all the ships dock into the mothership and it takes like two minutes (laughs) (laughs) which you're allowed to skip which you're allowed to skip but you'd be crazy too (laughs) so you um and just sit there for two minutes watching these sort of ships line up in a queue to dock in your mothership. Yeah. I tell you what feels great in this game is when you select a big batch of units and just send them off at one enemy yeah. and watch this massive fleet of triangles fly towards a single point. It is one of those... I mean, I guess this is all real-time strategy games, but it's one of those things that, like, you send a bunch of ships out and then you go look somewhere else for a bit. <laughs> And you come back and they're just all gone. It's like, what the fuck? What, <laughs> what happened? Um, Some of the micromanaging felt quite good. Like, they did a good job at showing health bars of units that are struggling. Yeah. Um, so it's quite nice sort of being in this big battle, selecting a ship that's low on health, pressing D on purpose to have it docked back at Mothership. And then, um, you know, sort of while at the same time being, having, building more attacking units and sort of balancing, retreating the ones that are taking damage, sending out the ones that you've just built and the ones that have just healed up. Yeah. Um, so it has moments where, you know, you go, oh, yes, I feel like a gamer right now, you know. I always I'm just... Mic- I'm micromanaging. I think, I think these games just always make me feel quite lazy, like... Um... I just, there's something about like, oh, that ship's like half health. I don't worry about it. (laughs) It's fine. And then like, obviously that just, I just never really like the micromanaging stuff is, is something that I struggle to like commit to. I just would rather just let everything die (laughs) and try and just make more ships. Um, I mean, it's nice trying to do these things at least. Yeah. But these games do make me feel like I'm terrible, but only because the people who play these games are normally super troopers who play these games a lot and yeah. are really good. And also they're the only people who play these games. True. Yeah. The, uh, talking about the tone again, like the, the other thing I, I really liked was like all the, the radio voiceover and narration and just like in game talk, no matter what was happening it was just like, incredibly calm so like literally like their entire planet gets destroyed and the the people on the radio are like monotone about it like there is almost no emotion in anything that's happening 
the, all the emotion comes from the score and the visuals. Um, and I really like that there just isn't someone on the radio like screaming like, "Ah, oh, no, we got to get out, move the guy." It's just like it's just it's just like we're under attack. We're, we're under attack. Um, ship has been destroyed. <laughs> um, and it's just yeah, it's 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 yeah. Given the dire circumstances, it manages to be a very calm video game. Um, like almost like if you couldn't speak English, you wouldn't know anything was wrong <laughs> listening to these people talk. <laughs> You know, like, um, you have to, like, pay attention to the words they are saying, um, which is pretty neat. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, I guess it also just gives them, like, a... Because they're not humans, they're, they're some other, um, I guess, um, alien species that, I guess, kind of look like humans. You never really see a face or anything, but... Um, yeah, it gives them some some sort of like other quality that um, maybe they're calmer, more stoic people. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I just going to say? Um, I've forgotten. It's fine. It's gone. It's gone. Delete. Delete. Anyway. That was um, the world of home. Home world. Home world one. Thank you for the recommendation. I'm glad to have played it. I I would I would I would like to play through it all. I don't find myself ever being like I want to play home world right now. Um, no. But this like, is a game I want to watch someone play, and I did. I watched a three v three battle. Oh really? PvP battle of this game. How was it? From good players. Uh, it's, it is what you'd imagine. I was amazed at how they use groups. Okay. Yeah. Everything was in like four ship units. Oh, interesting. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Not, you mean they, they were... weren't sending in 30 ships into a space to die? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a lot of like, I mean, it's, it's, like what you'd expect. There's a lot of like territory control over around resources and stuff like that. I think one of the interesting things about a game like this is that because it's space, the obstacles in normal RTSs are things like rivers and hills and big forests. Um, Mm. But none of that is present. (laughs) It's just a few rocks floating in space. So it's very much, um, yeah, just sort of free movement, which is kind of weird in a uh, RTS game. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I I would like to. I mean, I can't imagine the story goes many places after after this, to be honest. But maybe it does. But um, I would like to see that thing through. Um, uh, but I the I think for me, it just feels like it'll just takes a bit too long, probably because I'm not playing it very well. Um, sure. Um, and then I do want to play. I want to see the second one for like ten minutes, and then I want to see the one that they made, the relatively newish one that I don't think did as well. Um, but curious, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd watch someone play this game. I wouldn't want to play this game. And I, within the collection, they also include the original versions as well. Um, and I just out of curiosity checked out the first one just to see what the difference was. And it's like 
from what I can tell, it's like a really, yeah, it's a really respectful kind of remaster, like, um, uh, obviously as someone that doesn't really know what to look for, but it does, it, it was like identical, basically, apart from the fact that it looked completely different and sounded better. Um, but like in terms of tone and all the cuts are the same, all the camera angles are the same, the comic book stuff's still there. I think they redrew it, um, for a higher resolution, but it basically looks the same, um, it's a really it's nicely done and also the original 1999 looks great as well um if you wanted to play the original one although the ui stuff's a bit more confusing like if you want to build ships you have to go into a separate menu you can't see the um you can't see the map anymore that sucks yeah anyway that's it any they you gonna tell me what i'm playing next week this week uh yeah it's not (laughs) particularly interesting but i Great. <laughs> wouldn't mind talking about it um and wouldn't mind finishing it uh so it's gonna be uh spooderman oh spooderman mm-hmm. spooderman miles morales yeah okay cool i've played that yeah spiderman miles i think it's just called miles morales is it called miles morales i'm sure it says spider-man I don't know, man. Surely, right? I think it might just be called Mars Morales. Marvel's Mars Morales. Sony's Marvel's Mars Morales. <laughs> Fair Insomnia. enough. Insomnia. Um, well, we'll be playing Mars Morales. Cool. Maybe I'll boot it up and, you know, find all the collectibles or something. Yeah. Cool. Wunderbar. Uh, first PS5 game, right? Sorry? First PS5 game on the podcast. Uh, yeah, it's also on PlayStation 4, though, to be yeah, fair. Not not exclusively, sure. <laughs> However. There are only, like, two of those. <laughs> yeah, there's not much, is there? Is there anything coming out soon? Uh, probably. I don't know. Probably not. All right. Cool. Wonderful. Um, this podcast goes up, uh, uh, sometime midweek, most weeks, um, uh, we got an Instagram, a Twitter, and a Discord. Uh, all those links, as well as our links to send us a little Ko-Fi uh, tip uh, uh, in the description of this here podcast. Um, thank you for hanging out, and we will be back soon. Mm, thank you for carrying most of this is to you, <laughs> Uh, thank you for carrying most of today's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I, I apologize if I maybe spoke a little bit too much this podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> Definitely not. Cool. And uh, thank you for listening. To anyone who's listened and got this far, appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you're having a uh, good week. Indeed. And uh, yeah, catch you later. Bye.